Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this edition of Sound Judgment, uh, where we debate the merits of which song is better. Two randomly assigned songs are argued by myself, Sam Tonning, and... Harris Anderson. ...to find out which song is better. Yeah, let's talk about the show format. What do we do? Well, we have each been, as you said, assigned randomly a song. We have to play devil's advocate for that song. Even if we don't like the song, Sam and I might just be... Uh, faking disdain for the song. We just have to get it over. We have to make the case for that <laughs> song. Well, and, or, or against the other or one. Or against the other is, one, correct. Yeah, and every episode we have uh, a guest judge who will be uh, using their wisdom to make a ruling on which song is better. And uh, we have a fantastic uh, judge for this episode. He's, uh, he's a, a Vancouver-based musician. He has a band called Fake Shark. They have a single out called uh, Invincible. Just released, yeah. Yep, check it out. It's great stuff. Kevy's here. Thank you, Kevy, for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. And I just say you guys seem like you're already mad at each other. Oh. So this should be an interesting... <laughs> Correct. Uh, cut the tension with a knife in here. It's going to be great. Yeah, you are our moderator. Okay. So you're observing here. You make sure we kind of stick to the rules of the okay. game. We... Can I make you guys like each other better? Sorry. Okay. Yeah. You don't need my help is what you're saying. No, not at all. All right. Um, but the format, which you are going to keep us to... Is we come out with some introductory arguments. Okay. You know, we make our case, and then the next stage is we cross-examine each other. You make sure we don't get too vicious, okay. or let us get vicious, okay. me vicious. Um, then you have the opportunity to ask us questions okay. about our arguments, okay. about the songs, and then at the end we present our closing arguments, and you render final judgment. Okay. Now, the great thing is you can choose to listen to us or not, but okay. I, we hope that you do uh, in determining what the better song is. Now, today, let's actually reveal the songs. Harris. I will be arguing for... Actually, I'm going to do yours. I like the format of that. I'm going to mm-hmm. introduce your song. Sam will be arguing uh, on behalf of Umbrella by Rihanna. Featuring Jay-Z. Uh, Sam's favorite yeah. genre. <laughs> what? <laughs> and uh, Harris Anderson will be arguing for Rhinestone Cowboy by oh. Glenn Campbell. <laughs> wow. Let's yeah. listen to the tunes. Well, that was for the tunes. Uh, let's have some fun, I guess. Harris, do you want to introduce your song? Yes. Just talk about it? My song, Rhinestone Cowboy Oof. by Mr. Glenn Campbell, yeah. uh, written by a gentleman named Larry Weiss, who recorded the version for his album Black and Blue Sweet. Glenn Campbell recorded a version, uh, which is the song you heard, obviously, in 1975 for his album of the same title. It became Glenn Campbell's signature song, Rhinestone, Rhinestone, <laughs> Rhinestone Cowboy. My mouth doesn't work. Rhinestone Cowboy was a massive hit. Topped the Billboard Hot 100 and Hot Country Singles Charts. Billboard ranked it as the number two single of 1975, surpassed only by Love Will Keep Us Together by Captain Antonio. You know, okay. Yeah, go for it. No. I know I could. No. I knew. Guys, I knew there'd be something. Guys, what's wrong? No, no, no. no we haven't, we haven't got to the argument part. Yeah, you have a major argument. That's, anyways, that's Guys. my general notes. At each other's throats. Oh, Thank yeah. God, this isn't a video podcast. No, oh, yeah, I am yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Everybody's well, scared. Let's talk about Umbrella, Ella. Yeah. A. Uh, oh, by Rihanna featuring uh, Jay Z. Uh, it's a big hit, obviously. Yeah. You know, number one Grammy Award winner for best uh, rap slash sung performance. Uh, it was produced by uh, Tricky Stewart, uh, which is pretty cool, and Kirk Hewell. 
who uh, also produced the soundtrack for White Men Can't Jump. Best movie of all time. Go on. What? Best movie of all <laughs> oh, time. Oh, I was not expecting that, because uh, you look like you can jump. Yeah. Uh, it's the Supreme shirt that gives it away. <laughs> uh, but really, it's a massive hit. You know, this is a defining song for an age. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Uh, just want to take a quick second to also <laughs> thank Alexi Johnson for being in here today, helping us out with the technical side of things. Thanks, Alexi. How are you doing? Uh, good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Yeah, thanks. Uh, it's you know, it's great having Alexi in the room. It is it really brings she levity. Has the patience of a saint. <laughs> Very. Uh, yeah. So that's it. Let's get um, I just want to say that I love the theme of this show is you guys having to stick up for things you don't like. Whoa! He used to say I'm not the biggest Rihanna fan you've ever met. I mean, you're dressed like her today, but that's besides the point. She doesn't wear Brooks Brothers onesies. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I I mean, I I I think you you just from getting to know you a little bit, I think you don't like the entire genre of hip hop. So the fact that it's going to continue coming up in several episodes is to me very funny. And he keeps getting the hip hop one. He keeps getting yeah it. yeah. But yeah, in it's... Sam's uh, defense, I mean, I'm sure like we are kind of playing the part of attorneys, and attorneys often have to. Yes, yes, yes. Attorneys often have to uh, argue on behalf of people they don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I like those songs. Every song. I don't know if you do. Well, you know, let's find out. (laughs) (laughs) So who would you like to make the case first? Who would you like to present their argument first? Uh, Well, let's just go with Sam because I want to hear why he loves Rihanna so much, how she became (laughs) his favorite artist. Um, I mean, he's wearing... You know, the same thing she wore on her gravity tour. Ooh. Uh, well, no so. wonder I'm so wet. Uh, <laughs> Rihanna featuring Jay-Z Umbrella. Let's get the stuff out of the way. Number one hit. This certainly did not finish as the number two song to Captain and Tennille. <laughs> Next fact, Grammy Award winner. Production team, fantastic. Four songwriters contributed to this song. It was shocked. Mm-hmm. Britney Spears and Mary J. Blige first. Who didn't get on it? And it went to Rihanna, who was rebranding, going through a period Whoa. of transition to become a good girl gone bad. Wow. As Jay-Z notes off the top of the song, this is good girl gone bad, take three. Mm-hmm. Now, how important do you have to be to release three different versions of the same album Year after year after year. Did Glenn Campbell do that? I don't think so. Oh. Let's talk about the relationship that's discussed, and this is about a very solid relationship, professional and personal, between two people who build themselves up. No clouds. You know, it's fantastic. Uh, Jay-Z talks about the beginning of being a very successful man, which we all know. Um, you know, unlike most uh, hip-hop artists, he's talking about his success, <laughs> uh, such as being a Rockefeller and stacking chips for a rainy day. This is a story of people who have made it yeah. in the business. That matters. This is a story, a story of success from people at the top. Unlike Mr. Rhinestone Cowboy, who's a deluded music. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> For me, the greatest thing about this song, and I take a lens of a musicianship, is that this song follows the same path as a true great American hero, Steve Jobs. 
Another great musician. Uh, well, this beat. Yeah. Garage Band. No fucking. It was made in Garage Band. Would Garage Band have been possible without Apple? No. Would Apple have been possible without Steve Jobs? No. Did Steve Jobs face adversity in his life and rise up and to be one of the most successful men in human history? Absolutely. Amen. Did Rihanna, did Jay-Z rise up and accomplish the same thing? Yes, they Amen. did. Is it talked about an umbrella? Yes, it is. That's why this song is better. Now let's talk about Mr. Rhinestone Cowboy, Glenn Campbell. Ooh, a song about a deluded entertainer. Something my dear opponent knows a lot about. Oh. But really, how relatable are you if you are walking down the streets of Broadway wanting to be on the signs and then slowly talking about how you don't make it. Wow, a musician talking about an entertainer who's failing to make it. How relatable is that really? That's like seeing a comedian talk about being a comedian on stage. You gotta be a certain level of success to do it. You gotta be your Dave Chappelle or your Tony Rock. But let's be honest, Glenn Campbell is the Larry Miller of musicians. Very successful, but really stay in your lane, okay? The use of strings, let's talk about it. Mm. Takes the song from poignant to pablum, no doubt about it. It's just this shitty mid-70s fucking pre-disco bullshit. He talks about this this rhinestone cowboy has a dollar in his sock. That's gross. That's all I'll say about that. Get a fucking wallet. And But really, for me, when we come down to it... Uh, I got two more things to say about Mr. Glenn Campbell's Rhinestone Cowboy. Okay. In its favor. You mm. know, I'm not I'm not going to come here and say that it's not without its merits, and it certainly is. And I think these... Okay. On the plus side, this song was covered quite successfully uh, by Canada's own Nestor Pister. Wow. Yeah, a wine-stoned plowboy for wow. which he was nominated for a Juno. And also, I have to concede that Glenn Campbell is clearly a man of fortitude, as he was a cokehead well into his 50s. Good for him. But, you know, let's take these songs, pit them against each other. Here's a song about success, solid future, grounding, in Rihanna's umbrella, up against a song no one really gives a shit about. Mm. Rhinestone Cowboy. Sam, get off Harris. Harris? Thank you, Kevy. You're welcome. I'm here to help you, dude. I like the sound of that. This is an abusive relationship. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So what we have here is the battle of the mega singles, right? One relatively recent, the other from over 40 years ago. Tastes have changed. Styles have changed. The quality, Kevy, is immortal. I ask you today to choose quality. Glenn Campbell was a virtuoso musician who could sing as well as he played, and he played guitar like no other. Interestingly, Rhinestone Cowboy, his biggest hit, doesn't even contain a guitar solo. It's like Campbell is saying, oh, I forgot to put in that thing that made me famous. Whatever, don't need it for this one. This is perfect pop country, buffed to a brilliant shine. Goes down as smooth as a Coors Light at a summer picnic. It's uplifting music that also tells the story of a down-on-his-luck country-western singer trying to make it in the big city. It's like Rocky set to twangy guitars and sweeping strings. Thank God Rihanna wasn't even born when this came out or we could have gotten Rhinestone Cowboy Oi Oi A A A. <laughs> this is classic music from a time when you didn't have to get someone to rap over the intro to the song to tell you how good the song was going to be. Mm. It's honest, uplifting music from a simpler time. 
with lyrics that don't sound like a valentine from a four-year-old. <laughs> that was a little harsh. I don't want to strike that from the record. Withdrawn. <laughs> when Umbrella went to the top of the charts in the UK, New Zealand, and Romania. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot something here. <laughs> That's going to come into my can. No, i got to skip over that. That's for later We're in my argument. We're including this. <laughs> you know, I, this is going to be a brief argument. I'm going to close with a quotation from a rhinestone cowboy. Okay. There's been a load of compromise. Mm-hmm. In, I-N apostrophe. On the road, on the road. to my yes, horizon. Yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> on the road to my horizon. But I'm going to be where the lights are shining on me. I want to be where the lights are shining. Not hidden under rain gear with someone who turns a three-syllable word into 11. <laughs> I ask you, Kevy, to join me there. Thank you. Very good, hmm. both of you. Hmm. Interesting. So now is the time where we ask each other questions, but Kevy, you decide who asks first. Okay. Um, I, I, think, uh, I think Harris should go first this okay. time. Okay. So, there's one lyric that troubled me. Baby, because in the dark, you can't see shiny cars. Um, mm-hmm. Is Rihanna making fun of people with bad night vision? Whoa. Uh, I'd say uh, she's making a statement of fact that when it's dark, you can't see shiny cars. I walk around at night. I can still see cars. Well, yeah, so I think it's more of a comment on when you have nothing around you, your mm-hmm. wealth and success as it's perceived by others through conspicuous consumption doesn't really matter. But at your core, you still are a success regardless of what you're displaying to other people. When you can't see that you are driving a fucking chromed Maybach, yeah. does that still mean uh, – are you still successful? Yes, you are. Mm. She's saying that you are still a success even if you can't display your success as you normally would in other environments. My favorite lyrics are the ones that take an explanation from someone from what they mean. Oh. Um, she's so modest, though. I'm <laughs> glad she's finally – So, uh, Sam, are you familiar with the Rihanna curse? Yes, I am. Okay, so for those of you – I didn't know about this until I started researching this f- song. Uh, the Rihanna curse – so this song, when it topped the charts in the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. the country experienced extreme rainfall and flooding. Oh, no. The same thing happened in New Zealand and Romania. Mm-hmm. This song hurts people. Oh, well, you know. So, Sam, I'm just wondering if maybe you should take a <laughs> yeah. moment to explain to all the families of all the Romanians who drowned why they should like this song. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, they drowned, and maybe they wouldn't have drowned if they had an umbrella. Wow. That... Uh, do you know what an umbrella is? <laughs> they could float along. This isn't a Winnie the Pooh cartoon. You can't float along in an umbrella. Huh, interesting. A country music star making it on Broadway. What's more on Broadway? Broadway. It's, no, it's about being in a city. The street. No, you can get to that Guys. afterwards. I, I'm just saying, you know, this, it's Fine. obvious God hates this song, and he punishes those I, I who enjoy it. I don't think God hates this song at all, Harris. I, uh, I think well, that he, actually... You know, he, is a, he is a just and, and loving God. What disaster happened in America when this hit number one? What disaster hit Canada? What disaster hit Brazil? What disaster hit the Netherlands? What disaster hit Ireland, you know France, what happened, Germany? Sam? You know what happened, Sam, when, when Rhinestone Cowboy topped the charts? What happened when Ryan? You're going to tell me. People danced. People danced to that song? They tapped their fingers on the wheel of their Chevy in time with the music. <laughs> And said, darling, I'll be home soon. Wow. That's quite. You know what they said in Romania? What? Because <laughs> they, they were drowning. Oh, Rihanna's got no. blood on her hands. 
That's yeah. all I have to say. Okay. <laughs> She's a killer musician. Yeah. Um, okay. You barely asked me any questions there. Um. Well, I asked you to, <laughs> and you, you said, you, you know, you had some cavalier response to all those poor, unfortunate, drowned Romanians who were found bloated. That's fair enough. Harris, you said that Rhinestone Cowboy is like Rocky set to guitar and strings. Yes. What happens at the end of Rocky? He gets the girl. He proves himself. He goes 15 rounds with the champ mm-hmm. of the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, but he lost, right? Oh. Not in his eyes. And um, not in the eyes of the woman he loved. Well, though, he didn't need to get in the fight to have Adrian. He just wanted to go the distance. That's so, all he wanted to do. From a point of pride, he wanted to proved that he could do something mm-hmm. even though he didn't need to do it yeah. but took a beating uh put his his lover through hell watching him get beaten up mm. to what end selfish well she actually didn't watch the fight she was uh, and then she stayed in the dressing room oh she's selfish yeah. yeah you say that it's a good thing that at the end of the day the lights are shining on mr rhinestone cowboy right the lights da- shine down on him. I think generally in a pop in a pop song or any kind of song, the light mm-hmm. shining on you is a, mm-hmm. is a good thing. Unless mm-hmm. it's like a Mack truck bearing down on you. Do you think this yeah. light is actually uh, police lights trained on him because he's shooting up a school? Rhinestone can, Cowboys? Can about you say that? that again? Do you think these lights shining down on Mr. Rhinestone Cowboy are actually police lights trained on him because he's shooting up a school? You know what? Let me take that back. Okay. Shooting up a theater that he's not qualified enough to play on because he's a shitty musician. Right. So you think this song is about someone uh No, no, no. I'm asking you if that's what it's it could be interpreted you know, as. Could be interpreted as a man preparing to shoot up a theater. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Sam. But it does make me nervous to go to a movie with you in the future. Harris, are you aware that a 16-year-old girl produced a number one pop tune? Uh, I assume you're talking about Rihanna. Yes. Okay. No, I was not aware. I knew she got her start very early. Yeah. Yeah. When you were, I guess this must have been what, 2006, 2007 it when came When I out. was 16? No, no, no. You oh, weren't no. 16 then. You were um, about 19 at that time. Did you enjoy watching Rihanna's music videos? I suppose I did, I guess. Universally appealing, right? She's a very pretty lady. Very what attractive. movie have you seen that has Rhinestone Cowboy? Wait, wait. Do you mean like the? Do you mean Glenn Campbell or or a character called the Rhinestone Cowboy? Glenn Campbell. Are you, are you, you just call him the Rhinestone Cowboy. No, no, no. I'm talking about the song that features the song Rhinestone Cowboy. What movies? I don't know. It must have been in some, or if it wasn't, it, you, it, it was it was a huge smash. You can't deny that. And at a time, you know, when there were no such things, obviously, as digital sales and streaming and things like that, it was a huge hit, massive. What kind of computer do you have? Uh, I've got an Atari. On Atari. Do you think that entrepreneurship is a valuable human trait? Yes. Do you think Glenn Campbell, between periods of being fucked up on drugs and alcohol, was an entrepreneur? Oh. Was an entrepreneur? I, 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 I don't know. What do you mean? You, Let me tell he, you who he, was. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs oh, was an entrepreneur. Lord. And Steve Jobs shares a lot in common with Rihanna. Harris, can you afford a Mac? 
Can you afford a Mac? Yeah. Why are you asking me that? It's a yes or no question. I don't want to answer that. Can I afford a Mac? If you could afford a Mac, you would have said yes. So the answer is no, right? And maybe if you took a page out of Rihanna's fucking playbook and actually became a success, you could afford a good computer. It's just sad to... There's nothing I can really do. What what was that last bit? This reminds me of my childhood. Be a success. Be a success. Okay. You are Vancouver's, Vancouver's rhinestone cowboy. Why is Umbrella better? Because she's much different, really. Because she's you make successful. No cases for the actual. It's, like, it's all hey, these like bizarre left field ad hominem attacks that don't mean anything. They you haven't even argued about the song. Do you like rock and roll music? You know, we'll come yes, get like you. Rock and roll music. When we then you have to like Umbrella. We're distressing our guests. The judge is mumbling to himself. I know. Get along finally. Are you done with your cross examination? What song do you think is more rock and roll? Umbrella or Rhinestone Cowboy? Rhinestone Cowboy. No. Oh, okay. Well, you got me there. You're wrong. I rest my case. My my questions are done. You know, I think you should change the name of this podcast to the end of a friendship. (laughs) Oh, this friendship would have ended a long time ago. (laughs) Uh, Kevin, you've heard our arguments and... If you want to call, do you have any that questions for us? A cross examination. Do you have any questions for us? It's it's interesting because you both have to debate on behalf of something that it isn't really your taste, and so I feel like any question I'd ask you, I wouldn't get a truthful answer. So the answer is no. I, I like Ryan's. I actually I believe you like that. I, like I really like the the hi hat and snare drum sound of mm-hmm. Umbrella. Okay. I can actually recreate it right now on my computer. On GarageBand? Yes. Is it because of Steve Jobs? I also I like... With your mouth. Oh, beatbox. Just beatbox first. I don't want to infringe on anyone else's art. I like that the topics have, have switched to Steve Jobs briefly in this episode. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's fun for people. Uh, there was a brief religion argument, which was interesting. Uh, and then basically, it seems like you were at one point... It's basically saying like Umbrella is kind of like a, a rain dance that you can buy on iTunes. So that's fun for people who <laughs> are struggling. And yeah, yeah. Um, uh, questions. I mean, they can even go beyond the songs. Like this is a free time for you to ask us questions. Okay. <laughs> what other arguments have you guys had today? Because I feel like I got in here and it was just like I said, you could cut the tension with a knife. Steve Letts has a mustache now. What happened in well, here? Well, we were right arguing before? about that. Well, the thing is that the thing that you have to understand is that you know this is a little inside baseball, but Sam has zero faith in my ability to just <laughs> even go uh, through get through the day without needing assistance. What? In his mind, I get up, walk to the bathroom, uh-huh. jam the toothbrush in my ear, and go, "Oh, wrong hole!" <laughs> like that's that's the level of faith that. That he has in what me. what made you comment that? Uh, why why do you think I have such a low? Uh, Don't touch my Pepsi bottle. Well, it's empty. <laughs> I I have it's faith just, in both of you, and I love both of you very much. So. I need to, I need to unpack what Harris just said, though. Like, why do you think I have no faith in you? It's it's just uh, <laughs> we a friend of Is ours it because said, you don't withhold taxes until the end of the year that you're scrambling to have a tax bill. What? Sam's what are you so talking good about? at taxes, and he judges people based on if they're up to date on their taxes. Absolutely, I do. Yeah, yeah you know what his favorite movie is? The Untouchables. The Untouchables. Because they got Al Capone on tax evasion. <laughs> he called me up. He was so excited. 
He's like, I love this movie. <laughs> you know, I saw that movie. For the first, we talked about this on your podcast, Kevin, that uh-huh. I don't really watch new movies. I just, uh, last weekend, watched for the first time Goodfellas. Yeah? It was a great film. Yeah. yeah. Sam mm-hmm. liked the tracksuits. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> got some ideas for... I am wearing a tracksuit right now. Actually, there's not that many tracksuits in there. That's more of the Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sopranos has a lot of tracksuits, but shares almost the identical cast. Yes. Even Ray Liotta is in Sopranos at a certain point. Oh. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Where? He's, um, I can't, I think it's like season four, but, and he's, he's, he's in it, and Francis Ford Coppola, I think, was in it at one point, too. Yeah, in the poker games. Yeah, yeah. Francis Ford was in it for the poker, poker games. We should just start a Sopranos podcast. Yeah. There are many. Oh, yeah, yeah. See how much calmer we are now that yes. Kevy just like talked to yeah. us? Yeah, I just want you to... He's a damn good mediator. What if the next episode you guys are getting along so well that the the show doesn't even happen because you're just like agreeing with each other <laughs> on, about everything? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll think about I, it. The thing is, is that uh, when you guys were yelling at each other, I believed it. And it's maybe it's because you're great actors, but I think Steve Letts did something to both of you. Well, Harris and I have a naturally uh, adversarial relationship, mostly because he's wrong all the time. Oh man, it must be tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's that's. The I mean, I don't really want to get into the specifics, but let's say it involves uh, transitional housing. Okay, transitional housing. Yeah, like he's in a halfway house. <laughs> well, you know, effectively with so the you Irish said people. I don't have enough money to buy a Mac, <laughs> and I'm on probation. And people that don't know us, and that's a pretty wide category of people, they're thinking, whoa, this guy doesn't pay tax, lives in a halfway house. You're a psychopath. It's just a smear campaign on Harris. Yeah. You've called me a psychopath in every episode. Because you are. I'm not a psychopath at all. You are a stone cold psychopath. What makes me a psychopath, Harris? (sighs) I feel like I've I've already told, like... I mean, you've told my parole officer. uh, uh, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, I have a question. It's too inside yeah. baseball. Those those uh, ankle bracelets prisoners have to wear, yes. those house yeah. arrest ones. Mm-hmm. I saw a guy in Starbucks with one. How did he get out of his house? Hmm. You know? Was he a cop? I don't think cops wear those for fun, although they did look pretty cool. It's like... Um, Was he a cop? <laughs> it's, it looks futuristic, like, but in a, in a post-apocalyptic future. Okay. You know what I mean? Or we have to regress with our technology. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I just wonder, you guys are, are just so mad that I just feel like there's going to be some prison time for both of you in the immediate oh, future. Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, like Tax evasion, me, obviously. Well, no, if, no, 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 no. I was just going at just, uh, you, you wait until later in the year to uh, start with. So, that. Rhinestone Cowboy <laughs> versus Umbrella. Uh, Kevy, I think you've, you've, you know, you've asked okay. questions, you've, you've, You've uh, seen how we relate to each other, and I'm sorry about mm-hmm. that. Anything about the songs? Okay, um, I want to actually just talk about both songs okay. on the real. I'm not trying to be funny here. Are you making your judgment now? Because uh, we, we, we want to you know, okay. reiterate our points. I won't quite get to, okay, the, to okay. that yet, but I just want to actually compliment the songwriting on both, because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. They're both really well-done songs. Oh, totally. When I heard that it was going to, when we were going to listen to Umbrella, I kind of was remembering it in a way where I felt like, I wasn't excited to hear it, and then I really enjoyed the melody. So mm-hmm. I thought it was the production's really good. Um, Rhinestone Cowboy, I I really thought that that was a stamp in time of unique production. The guitar and like the instrumentation was really beautiful, and the song structure was really he nice. He takes kind of like a Motown page a little yeah. bit with the um, 
not tambourine, you know what I mean, whatever the, the per, instrument is The percussion is in it, and, and it's like, it's in that, like you said it, how it's like kind of like a post-disco thing. Pre-disco. Uh, pre-disco, yeah. sorry, yeah. And a, a lot of artists like tried that, and uh, so it's interesting to hear that that was a country artist doing that. I had no idea. Well, uh, Glenn Campbell, I think, was so much more than just country. Like he was a pop rock, but his own when he did his own stuff, it was more of a country band. But he was an in-demand session guitar player like crazy okay. out of L.A. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he was the first call guy mm-hmm. um, for years, yeah. and you know. Yeah, it's too bad that his song doesn't feature any of that. <laughs> this is an interesting matchup. It is. It's because two mega singles of their respective time periods. Uh, I also like both of you a lot, and I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings when <laughs> I make my decision. There's no hurting Oh, there's no feelings. hurt feelings. We, we there's, hurt just, there's just your judgment. Okay. Well, I, I just want to summarize Please. the merits for Umbrella. One, it's a song about success. Mm-hmm. Two, it's a hard rockin' tune. Mm-hmm. Three... It takes what's available to all of us, almost all of us, and makes a song worth listening to. That's the value of a well-written song, Mm -hmm. is one, that you just have all the tools in front of you, and it comes out to be a hit. It shows there's way more than just a guy playing a guitar Mm. or a drummer playing drums. A song needs to be well-written and memorable, and this is one of them. Steve Jobs is responsible for it, and Thank we all love Steve Jobs. He is number two and far uh, in the order of greatest humans ever mm-hmm. to Elon Musk. Right. And it's a classic tune. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Campbell's Rhinestone Cowboy. Eh, it's lame. <laughs> Unrelatable subject matter. I mean, an artist talking about his art is so fucking circle jerky. Mm. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Well... Rhinestone Cowboy 1 doesn't make God angry. There's never been any flooding because Rhinestone Cowboy was on. Certainly not in any women's panties. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a great written song. It's performed by a music professional. It was a massive hit then. It's uh, the signature tune of an amazing musician and artist. That's all I have to say. Uh, my turn? Yeah. Uh, so one one thing about Rhinestone Cowboy I thought about was I can't believe no one's, no rappers have sampled it. You know what I, I mean? You know, that's a very good question. And while you keep talking, I'm going to look that. this up right now. <laughs> Maybe that'd be ironic if Rihanna did a song sampling that song now. Because mm. she could actually wear a nice Rhinestone Cowboy outfit. It would look great. It would. She should consider it. <laughs> yeah, she probably already has an outfit like that, you know? And Sam's going to wear it on the next episode. Probably. Um, <laughs> I got to say, I think Umbrella's a better song. Woohoo! I'm so sorry, Harris. That's fair. I adore you. No, that's fair. I just, I think it's, I think it's going to be a big hit for a long time. Yeah, well. And I, I think it's, it feels current, even though it came out like nine years ago. Yeah, I don't it, know. There's something, more than that. It, I think it also created a trend of those kind of pop rap songs, and so I think I'm. I think it, I think I like it better. I think it's a better. Song. Ah, I'm happy with this result. Fair judge, fair judgment, fair judgment. Yeah, thank you very much, Kevy, for you, that. Kevin. Appreciate it. Um, you know, I just want to comment on the argument here, Harris. Uh, fair play, handshaking happening right now. Yeah, thanks you know? for talking about my taxes. <laughs> for- well, I'm surprised you haven't uh, complimented me on not bringing race into it. <laughs> 
Normally, I it's a you know a strategy I employ. Right. Yes. And I think it could have been done today, but I didn't. I steered clear of it because I I am better. All fortunate for that. That's all I got. Thanks very much, Kevy, for being on here. Fake Shark. Fake Shark. Go check him out. They're great. Thank you. Uh, the, the producer of comedy here at Comedy Here Often and 604 Records. Yeah. Alexi, thanks for being on the program. Harris. Sam. Good night. <laughs>